0: You know, they call me old Tommy too long. You know? They're talking about the length of my show. They never talk about the girth of my show. Okay, they say it's too long. Tommy, you gotta cut the show down. Okay? What do we think? You got you think we got all day here? I say it's try again, we've gone back and forth on that, but it just as I feel like they I, I try to get out and I kind of I guess resolve to try to do a shorter program. I get an action-packed week like this. Now I'm still gonna try. I'm gonna try to cut it down. I want 45 minutes, guys. I want 45 minutes a show. If I give you two shows a week, that's 45 minutes a show. You know what that is? The way we do the math around here, that's an hour and a half. All right? You can kind of pick and choose. That's where the numbers wanna go. That's where I want to be. Now that's gonna be tough this week. We've had we have a packed show today. Now, who knows? Maybe I don't. We got some emails. What we're going to do is talk about the icon of the seas. We're also going to talk about what's going on in Grand Cayman. So much conversation about are they going to get a pier? Are they not going to get a pier? We don't know yet. And then, of course, as you know, the main topic for this show is going to be this incredible cruise vacation we just took with a band of wild pirates Called the always be booked Pirates and Peer Runners Group Cruise Part 2. Let us start the show.
1: Oh, we back for another one, right? (laughs) Bags are packed. Hey Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We're going in. Hey. Is the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming about this weekend All the fun we about to have as we taking this vacation I'll Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please, thank you sir Yes, I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going and the good times never end Here's to five more years, drinking beers, running pierce thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears but we just getting started out here give us a holler if you're looking you can find us somewhere south of the bahamas getting hotter as we go cones and we united so sound that horn because everybody's invited
0: all aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the always be booked cruise cast show coming to you not quite live from boca raton that's right down here in south florida the k compound to be exact my name is tommy casabona i am your host thank you so much for joining me today for this very very special episode of the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. So, I want to welcome you guys in quick little uh, housekeeping before we get started is I want you to join us on Facebook. That's right, we have a Facebook group. It's called the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge and it is our community, okay? This is where we all get together and we all the reason why this podcast works, the reason why we're able to do group cruises, uh, no matter the size, is because of the fact that we interact in this community on Facebook called the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. I would be honored if you requested to join. And when I say requested to join, you're going to get right in. I just want to, you know, we just want to see who's coming and going. Want to basically have a, you know, if, if, if it's that easy to get into and you don't have to request to get in, then what are we doing out here? So just request to get in. I'll bring you right in and we'll have some fun there. I have an Instagram account and that is Always Be Booked. We're doing more and more each week on Instagram. And I have a YouTube channel called Always Be Booked. I would also appreciate if you were able to fi- uh, send me an email. I like to have you guys as a part of the show. If you email me at tommy at TommyAlwaysBeBooked.com, I will read your email. We try to get your questions, your comments, your concerns, your corrections, all that stuff. Be a part of the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast by sending me an email. Wow, boy. Okay, so a lot happened. You heard last week's show, and you heard about the surprise, okay, the surprise of the two people that were going to be joining us, the two people of note. Not that the regular pirates and peer runners aren't of note, but, you know, we knew they were coming. We knew that they were coming. We have a uh we had a surprise and we had two uh, iconic cruise influence wars that came with us. And that was amazing. And if you want to hear that story and how that went down, you can check last week's episode if you haven't done so already. And then we also do have a Patreon, and I'm only going to bring that up, well, because I want you to join so we can see if we can uh you know, get something going here with that, but It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. I did a show every weekday while I was at sea. There was drama on the high seas. There was some wacky stuff that did happen. Hey, listen, I mentioned it. And this is as far as I'll go with it. If you uh, have a group of people with you and everybody's getting along, like everybody's out here medicated, being fake to each other, and there's no issues whatsoever, that that means you didn't really connect. That means you didn't really get into each other. We had a a day of of brawl. (laughs) We had a day where things got a little dicey. And uh, I basically had some drinks and opened up about it on the Patreon. And, you know, again, like I said, it was... This is not just lip service. We came back the next day better than ever. Friends became enemies. Enemies became friends. People were better. We walked through this journey together and we became closer. That is 100% what happened on this group cruise. But like I said, if that type of thing doesn't happen, if you don't get into a couple of little, I mean, you argue and fight with the people you're closest to, right? You say things to your family that you wouldn't say to people that you're trying to, uh, I guess, leave an impression on or a good impression. No. We got there. We got close. We connected, and it and it happened. And it was wacky. You know, we. I I I was. I'm pretty honest about some of the pressures that I felt. Uh, let's just, let's just get into it, right? Let's get into it. So let's break the news. And what kind of cruise was this? You know, we talk about the fact that you can't have a bad cruise. I have never had a bad cruise, but again, I mentioned this on the Patreon too? You 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 can group them in the hierarchy of how much fun you did have. You know what I mean? This this is somebody's got to be the best, right? Some, some cruise has to be the best, which means some cruises have to be the worst, even though you may have had a good time on them. So this one, easily, I have not sat down to work it out yet, but one thing I can tell you is that of my 32 cruises, this is definitely in the top five. I'm thinking it's probably top three. It's right up there, guys. This was an amazing time, an unexpectedly amazing time. I knew I was going to have fun, but for reasons that we will discuss, the fun was off the charts, dare I say fun, talking about a Royal Caribbean cruise. Sorry, Carnival. Uh, This was royal struck, this cruise. It was out of control. Okay. So let's just start. I wrote down a couple of notes. I'm going to speak from the hip. I may miss a couple of things that I may have to, I guess, roll into next week or the next episode. But here we go. I get on the ship. So first and foremost, Beatrix picks me up. I shouldn't say picks me up. I drove to her location where she lives and she was very gracious in letting me uh, kind of park in her near her apartment complex where she would just drive me to the port. I did what I normally do, guys. It do, I did it how I do it. When I do it, the way I did it before I did it, I make sure I get there late. And it was beautiful. This is a 6,000. There was over 6,000 passengers on this cruise ship. And I was not the last one, but I was among the last ones to where the way I like it is I did not have to stop for anything. There was no lines at any point whatsoever for me to get on this ship. And yes... If you don't think that I was absolutely getting texts and getting messages saying that Tommy, are you on board yet? And the answer was that I'm literally in bed. I'm in a bed. You guys are on the you guys are on your lunch. You guys are have on your second lap around the ship. You guys already got workman like and unpacked and got the suitcase under the bed. I am still in my bed where I live. And that freaks people out. You know, and I'm not going to lie to you, freak me out a a little bit when I see, you know, texts of pictures of people on the uh, boardwalk on the allure of the seas. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I wipe the cold out of my eyes. Maybe I brush my teeth. Maybe I roll out of bed. Maybe it's time. And it was time. So this is is what it is. This is what it is, okay? Here's what happened. I get up, finish my last bit of packing, make my way to Beatrix's house, and Beatrix drives me to the port. Like I said, no lines, no wait. I get on the ship. I go into the ship, I just, you know, I got the little video, check me out, always be booked on Instagram, you'll see some of the reels, I got that first look and feel of the promenade, it never gets old getting on any cruise ship, it never gets old crossing that threshold into the just knowing that you have a new address, when you cross that threshold onto a cruise ship, you can't go anywhere, that's that's where you live, that is your sun, moon and stars, that's where you live, end of story, so that's a ceremonial, even if I'm doing it by myself, that's a ceremonial thing. Get on the ship. Take that first look of the atrium. Got a nice little shot of it. Nice little uh, 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 video. And then I made my way up to my deck, which was going to be on deck nine. I walked down, obviously, in the boardwalk all the way back. I spoke at nauseam about why I picked that room. And that room absolutely worked like a charm. Did everything I wanted it to. Love this cruise ship, by the way, too. And if you want to hear what I didn't like, the few things I didn't like about the cruise ship, that's on the Patreon. So... I get into my room, ready for a cruise, ready to meet up with the squad, the crew, everybody. And I got punched in the face. The minute I opened my cabin door, I walked in. And, of course, what do you do if you have a balcony, whether it's Central Park, whether it's Boardwalk, whether it's Ocean View, the first thing you do is drop off or drop off that carry-on bag and you make your way to the balcony. Now, this was a little different because I walked to my balcony and there was a what I would imagine is an eight-foot by three-foot banner commemorating my dear friend Joe, who was supposed to be on this cruise, and he passed away unexpectedly. I would say about two months ago. And that rocked me. Rocked me. So everybody's still texting. Where are you, Tommy? I'm telling them yeah, I'm on the ship. Where we at? Where's everybody going? Where we where's the rendezvous point? That 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 turned thing that shut things down for about 15 minutes. So I saw that. I was so moved. I collapsed back in on the bed, sat down, and yes, I was emotional for a good 10 minutes and sat there and just reflected and thought about Joe and thought about how much forward he was looking to going on this cruise and how sad it was that he wasn't going to be there and then I started texting the pictures and you know found out that Scott was the one who had arranged for this to happen now can you imagine Scott's in a suite he was able to gain access to my room before I got on the ship and was able to hang that banner Off the window of my balcony, off the balcony itself, which is a glass, it's see-through. And then I look and he says, look up. And I look up and he's got this same. So we knew this whole time that his room was going to be situated kind of catty corner from mine, but way, way higher in the suites. So I would be able to look if I walk out of my balcony, look to the right and look up past where the zip line lands. I will see Scott's banner. Same thing. Joe me. I mean that that did a lot for me that did a lot for me because I don't know you know I don't want to get too corny but when you wake up in the morning or whatever and you go outside and you look and all you know you have to look to the right it did give a feeling of your friend being with you on this cruise and as cheesy as that might be it was really really comforting for me and that just shows you Scott and Kara. That was a very, very thoughtful thing that they did by leaving it up there the whole time. And that, that, that's the real thing, man. When somebody does that for you, that is the real thing. In a world where there's a lot, you know, I was going to say a lot, but less decreasing amounts of real people out there to know that there is a guy like Scott out there that's going to do something for, for me. And he didn't know Joe too well. Well, he did cruise with Joe. And he did have a feel for Joe. He did kind of get, get to know Joe a little bit. But, you know, to, to do that was, I mean, I was speechless. I was absolutely speechless. So, Scott, I said it. I thanked you on the ship. I thanked you on Facebook. And I'm thanking you again here on this uh, cruise podcast. I, I, I still, I'm still so, so, so thankful that you did that. Um All right, so for the whole cruise, everything was all over the place. I'll say that. And that's just sort of like a preface thing. I I know that maybe some people thought that there should have been an itinerary, uh, because I did do that for the first group cruise. And the first group cruise had a bunch of people on it. This group cruise was more of a crew. And I am the first to admit, whether it's right or wrong, with the numbers dropping, now I was not disappointed in the fact that I was cruising with a few people. Would I rather have been a big group because it kind of symbolizes what always be booked is no yeah of course but I know why you know what I mean I, I didn't earn that I didn't earn that by my you know my frequency and my in my shows and all that stuff so it wasn't like a secret it wasn't like I was putting my best foot forward for two years two more years in busting my ass regular show no it's not like I, I can't say that I did that. So it would be egotistical of me and presumptuous of me to think that or expect that I would have 30 people on this group cruise. So it wasn't that I was disappointed, but I will say is that I didn't really feel as though it was necessary, right or wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm wrong to necessarily put together a itinerary every day of what you can do. And when and keep in mind, when you put those itineraries together. They don't necessarily, they're not mandatory. You're not throwing out mandatory activities. Uh, I did it last time. I was on with Tony, and Tony mentioned it too, core events versus non-core events. Like, this is where we're going to be, but this is what you should be at. You know, you can go to these 30 things if you'd like to, but these 10 things are going to be official, always be booked, or Lolita Loca events. That's sort of like what I did. I did on the the first one. I I put down maybe a couple of events every day that it would be cool if everybody showed up to. And then I put together what I would like to call maybe Tommy's schedule, Tommy's perceived schedule. If you want to join me, join me. This is where I'll be. And that was the beauty of it. Everybody was so cool on this one and the last one. We've gotten very, very lucky. Okay, We've gotten really, really lucky with the people that we've sailed with to where I never... (laughs) Knock on wood, I don't feel like I'm running away from anybody. I never had to. Now I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And it doesn't necessarily always coexist in line with what the actual, you know, majority of the group wants to do. But I don't knock it. I'm not overruling what you want to do. I'm just going to do like, you know, again, that was part of the drama where I said I was going to, um, you know, I I don't do 630 dinners. I'm at the sunset. I'm at the pool for dinner like at that time. So that's I guess that was a little bit of a we worked it all out. Like I said, anyway, but when I say all over the place, that was one topic I wrote down because I just wanted to lay it out there that this cruise was a few people, you know, it was going to be six and a half. I think it ended up being eight. And, uh, and I didn't tell anybody what to do, where to be. We played it by ear. We stayed close on messenger and we just kind of went from, you know, day to day, minute to minute on the fly. So that's what happened. Uh, I did want to talk about the bar crawl, which was really, really cool. So, again, talking about what I normally do, how active I am in the Facebook groups leading up to the cruise does not usually match up to how active I am with said group once I'm on the ship. It's just kind of how it works out. The Facebook group, for better or worse, is something I used to keep me excited for the cruise and to have mutual people that are going to be on board that we can kind of enhance our pre-cruise experience. Once I get on the ship, for whatever reason, I haven't necessarily been as dialed in. Now, with this bar crawl, the confirmations were about 80 people. Now, you know it's not going to be 80 people because a lot of people have that same mentality that I do. But at the same time, it could be half that, okay? So if it's half that, that's still a lot of people doing a bar crawl. And I... Realized that it wasn't going to be a situation where I'd be able to abdicate responsibility with this or just not show up. Now, I said I was thinking about not showing up, I was never really thinking about not showing up, but that's part of my mental process to kind of uh, remove any angst I have because, again, I don't know these people now. All of a sudden, they think I'm their leader of this because all I did was put up a bar crawl. This is what it's going to be we're going to do a bar crawl. Everybody show up. It's going to be fun. And then I called it Pirates and Peer Runners because that's the name of my podcast. And then everybody showed up. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not everybody. So if they, if, it, if they said about 80, I would say about 40 people showed up. And they started in the chat talking about wearing costumes. I didn't have a costume. And maybe that, I think some people were pissed about that. <laughs> Not necessarily even pissed, but like borderline like what a, so when i went up there and i i guess i had to listen I, i'm a coach i've i'm a manager i don't have a problem taking a leadership role but i also don't have a problem stepping aside from that leadership role i mean, I, I, I subscribe to that motto lead follow or get the hell out of the way and on this situation i probably did all three of those at some point so i saw all these people up there in pirate costumes and i think they were looking at me like a little funny because you know they were like this jerk off sets this whole thing up and he doesn't even dress up i had a little kenny chesney shirt on you know it had a it had a jolly roger uh symbol on the front so i was saying that but i was like i, I never said i was dressing up so i said you know whatever to everybody's like all right here's here's the map i made the map uh, everybody knew the map thankfully so i got to give a couple shout outs i got to give a shout out to tom tom was the guy who took the bull by the horns and he started uh he, he's the one who came up with the whole card process of grabbing everybody's card and then calling out that could have been a complete disaster but Tom did a very, very good job of it, and he had a few friends that were helping him out, and he nailed it. And we started out at the Solarium Bar, and that's exactly what we did do. So I went in, I made a little speech, just, how you doing? Welcome to the bar crawl. Thank you guys for coming. I figure we'll start here, we'll get our drink done, and then we'll go to the next bar, and we'll do maybe, I don't know, 12 to 15 minutes at each spot. So that's it. That's really all I had to do, and I would I would help here and there collecting and redistributing cards. And that was my role. I wasn't even really drinking too much during it because of the fact that I was trying to maintain a level of just like, so Royal Caribbean did get involved. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. They, they absolutely crushed it. But again, as if Scott wasn't already crushing this cruise, he decided that he was going to be the designated driver and whatever that meant, I had no idea, but he was, he was the point man. He was the recon guy. He was, dare I say, Paul Revere of this whole thing. He would go to the next bar. I barely saw him because he would go to the next bar and he would make sure that they were all prepared. And none of them were until Scott got there. And you could see the look on their face when Scott would get there. And he would say to them, hey, do you realize 40 nutjob pirate wacko drunks are on their way here? I don't mean drunks in a nice way. And, And he'd be like, what are you talking about? So it was about by the third stop, Royal Caribbean, they had some sort of a coordinator show up with us. He had a walkie-talkie. He was con- he saw the map and listen man, I got a contrast from the way uh the way the way the way Norwegian did it where they basically just said no, no ball crawl. No, shut it down. Shut down your ball crawl. We don't allow that. Which it doesn't even make sense. You can't even do that. I said that before on another podcast. Royal Caribbean got proactive they worked with scott here's how proactive they were they were they were phenomenal royal caribbean did such a great job during this whole thing and they got the bartenders excited about us coming because i'll say this too it worked out perfect with everybody dressing up because there was families on board and there were parents and kids now some of the families were very very welcoming and say oh look at look kids look the crazy band of pirates And I think we we were probably scaring a few of them, too, because out of nowhere, people are just going about their day, and uh, you're know you just going down a a pool deck, and then out of nowhere, people are just having a very, very quiet, peaceful, gorgeous day in the sun. And then all of a sudden, 40 pirates come marching through, singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall, screaming with uh, inflatable swords and eye patches. And yeah, it was mixed reviews, but mostly it was positive, and it was fun. It was quite a skeptical. I had my uh, Bluetooth speaker blasting pirates of the caribbean music it was phenomenal but royal caribbean went so far as to even like during the last couple of stops they sent some guy in with a case of water and just started handing out bottles of water so when you're talking about well, again i'm not talking about let's just talk about bar crawls royal caribbean absolutely nailed it and uh i'll say that you know norwegian left a little to be desired but the crew was great, and everybody was fun. Again, I wouldn't say that I was, by any stretch of the imagination, the central figure of this thing. I was kind of just watching it. I was watching it. If anybody said, like Tom, Tom was running the whole thing, and Scott was running the whole thing from you know the, the, the recon position, and I was just kind of there. If somebody needed something, I was in, I was doing, I was going to get this. I was going to help with that. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. But I was basically just letting everybody have their fun. And it was really, honestly, while I wasn't the central figure in it, it was just really, really, really fun to watch. It was really cool. And we ended up, you know, we got off track. A little bit based on recommendations from Royal Caribbean, but I would say by like the fifth bar out of 10, we got back on track with the actual map, and then we ended where we said we wanted to end, and that was in the Sabor Bar outside, which is a great venue, great location. Another reason why, you know, another, I'm not going to say why it's better, but another advantage to the Allure not being uh amplified yet you don't have that slide there you have the beautiful sabor uh, taco bar that's outside overlooking the dive theater awesome awesome time it went really well the bar crawl went awesome so i will say i wanted to mention my room the balcony room worked out perfectly i'm just going down my list here uh i was a little worried that i didn't have enough height I was worried that I didn't have enough height because I was, um, you know, on the deck 11 last time, but I was up a little bit more towards forward. This time I made sure I was as far aft as I could be. Because, again, like I said, you feel like you got a little bit of an ocean view balcony because you're so far back. You're not getting the the side of the ship. You're getting the back of the ship. You can go out on your balcony and you could see the ocean at any time of the day, night, or evening. And when you get into port, I mean, it was a beautiful view of Labradi from that room. But the ninth deck worked. It was really cool. I don't mind noise as much. You guys know that. New York City, the whole thing, Midtown Manhattan, living in. I don't, I don't, Queens, I don't mind the noise. I kind of like the vibrance of it. I like a busy city. And that's why I booked that. You know, they would, and I will say they did a lot more on the balcony, on the uh, boardwalk than they usually do. They did a carnival. They did a lot. I know, shout out to Scott. He doesn't like the noise. He doesn't like the craziness. He doesn't like the parades. Don't say parade around Scott. He gets fired up. Anyway i just enjoyed being out there i had a good time there's just so many goings on of the ship and you can enjoy yourself i my first day there i looked down and i uh, john from the ship show was texting me where are you I to, we're in front of sabor i looked at them they were taking they were doing a little photo shoot and that thing where you stick your face in and but the animation around you is something different it was cool it was really really cool Um, I will get into, we did have an issue one night as far as noise complaints. So we had a lot of fun on this cruise. We were really, really, really enjoying ourselves on this cruise. And, uh, we would always end up in somebody's balcony for the most part. It was pretty fine. Uh, one night we were out there and I saw my neighbors, they were on their balcony I had music going. There was dancing. It was fun, but I think it was like maybe 10 or 11 o'clock. And at that point, it was fine. And uh, we saw them outside, and I said, are you guys doing good? You guys doing all right? No, you guys are playing good music. It's fine. Uh, but then another night, it got bad. Okay, so one night, we came back. It was much later, and it was probably a little bit louder. I could tell you this. I had a connecting room, and that was a concern. At, at uh, When I did book it, I had to decide, do you want the connecting room and you want to be all the way towards the back or do you want to pick a different room and not have a connecting room? I was like, eh, how bad can a connecting room be? So I got the connecting room. And the funny thing was, is that on a night when I wasn't going nuts and we weren't partying in the room, it was probably like four o'clock in the morning and I was kind of maybe editing or whatever. And I was just laying in bed and, you know, maybe tossing and turning, maybe going. it's one thing, guys, it's hard for me to sleep on a cruise ship. It's hard for me at any time to sleep. And I always know that about myself unless I'm really banged up. I just am excited the whole time. So I get so much FOMO. If I'm asleep, that means I'm not doing something. So it's like it's tough for me to sleep. And uh, so a lot of times I'm up and I'm laying there and it's quiet. There's nothing going on. And I just hear <clears throat> and basically about that loud. There was so I mean, it was so hearable. I didn't know. I didn't know what they hear about me. I was just quiet the whole time. But the guy literally just cleared his throat, and it was like he was maybe I don't know, uh, ten feet, six feet away from me. So so loud. So one night it was bad. One night we did push the limits of how loud we should be, and that for that for that I'm not proud. For that I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little ashamed that we did that. Uh, But, you know, they came to the door, and they were even cool, and I think Sandy answered the door, because I was still on the balcony, and uh, they said, "Uh, can you please keep it down a little bit, and she she was like, absolutely, sorry, so then the party was over after that, we were respectful, we shut it down, and everything was fine after that, but, you know, they didn't call, we didn't get any notifications from security, so... They were cool. They were cool, and you know what? They want to go to sleep. At the end of the day, I totally understand, and uh, if I had it back, I um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that. All right, drink package. Talking drink package. Um, I'm, I'm, we don't lie to each other, cones We do not lie to each other, and I'm not going to lie to you right here. Uh, I did smuggle a little bit of vodka on the ship. Uh, not ideal. Not good. I did it because it was... Last minute, I did have a Nicole cancellation. Having a Nicole cancellation means that I couldn't get the drink package. Um, uh, you know, I couldn't get the discount on the drink package. This drink package would have cost me, I think it was upwards or close to nine hundred dollars on the ship. So I knew that was I was looking directly at that. So it was a situation where I I, I did a little went, I went old school a little bit. Okay. But let's take that out of the equation, okay? Because I did do that, and I did not go as deep into that stash by any stretch of the imagination as I um, as I thought I would, okay? Because here's the situation with the drink package: If you like to drink, if you're a drinker and you're a partier, you get the drink package. Experiment done, experiment failed. I uh forget about the economics of it okay just the convenience of it and just the fact that you know you, you want a proper drink you want a drink that's made in front of you you don't want to be with a bunch of people and be like hey let's get around the drinks all right you go to the bar i'm going to get my little bottle here you just it's just not and i should have known and it's i was wrong for for even thinking i should do it i did it okay i did it and i'm not doing it again it's over like it's not it's not um it's not fun. So here's the thing. First of all, it was a total inconvenience. A. It was a mind F. It just messed my mind up because, you know, I wasn't paranoid, because I can tell you right now, they don't care. On the ship, it's like Vegas. Once you once you're there, they they if you get it on, you get it on. And you know what the funny part of it is, I don't know if they care at all. Because I had a twelve pack of water and I was literally I walked on the ship waving it. Just waving it, ran it through the freaking, ran it through the, um, the 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 baggage claim, whatever you want to call it, the the scanner. And I'm just holding up. You guys want to you want me to check this? You want to check my water? Just, nobody even. They, I was almost like they looked at me. I'll tell you. I'll go so far as to this. After one time, I ordered my third club soda. The guy looked at me and said, "Do you want me to leave room?" <laughs> He's asking me if he should leave room, leave room because I don't think there was any question about why I'm banging down club sodas. Okay, so having said that, and and how about this? Ready? I still spent over six hundred dollars on booze. My total cruise bill was about nine eighty, and it was and and at least six of it six hundred of it was booze. So for that reason alone, it's not even a question. Pre-cruise, you got to get this. The problem was that Nicole was going to have to get it, too, and she didn't want it. And By the time I found out Nicole didn't want the drink package, oh, I'm sorry, Nicole didn't want the cruise, uh, I had to, you know, make the decision. If I got the drink package, it was too late to get any discount on it, and that's a significant discount. So it was a mess. It was just a mess, and I had to deal with what I had to deal with, and it was what it was. So the drink package I did not get. I did what I did. I regret it, and I won't be taking cruises without the drink package anymore if I plan to party on these cruises. Now, I am going on the Explorer in two weeks, not getting a drink package, not bringing booze on board. If some crazy party turns turns up on the ship that I don't expect to happen, then I gotta buy the drinks. Okay, I'm on this cruise. I'm planning on just kind of like living life and working, right? I mean, how much? Uh, how mu- I, I, Just for my body alone, I don't want to tax it as much. You know what I mean? I want to go easy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this experiment. This is and I'll do the separate show on this. I'm gonna do an experiment of can I cruise and enjoy myself, booze free, and have it be mostly a working vacation? Because if you can do that. There's a chance you save money. Based on a cruise fare of under two hundred dollars, quote unquote free cruise. Now the internet's gonna cost me and the gratuities they'll cost me. Okay, that's that's what it's gonna be. But other than that, it's you know, we'll we'll do the numbers. I spend twenty five dollars a day easy on just regular expenses or leaving the house or whether it's gas, food, coffee, whatever. You know, all that stuff should be able to go away. So I don't say that erases, completely erases the cruise fare, but it should put a pretty bit, pretty strong dent in it where this cruise won't cost me anywhere near even what it says it's supposed to cost me. All right, let's talk about Labadee. Labadee was phenomenal. Labadee, we got all, I got off the ship, and uh, I was a little late getting off. I mean, it's. I was pretty much late getting off all the ports. I did the gym for the first two or three days and i pushed it a little bit i mean as far as timing goes i was not in a rush a super rush to get off in labadie because really what what do you what is there too much to do in labadie it's not you i've been you've been there a few times and what do you do so i wanted to meet them on the barge bar so i got off in labadie with about four hours left before we had to get back on the ship did that went out there to the uh, to the to the to the to the dock the dock is different now. The dock is cleaned up nice. It was brought inland a little bit more. I remember it being a little bit further out, a little bit more adventurous to get there. And once you did get on there, it was a little more rustic, a little bit more fly by night, a little bit more uh, caught up in the seas. Now they got fancy people dressed properly. Now they got astroturf stapled to the dock. Uh, you know, And it's just a little bit more of like a you don't, get the, you don't get the adventure as much in Labrity of being out there like it was in Coco k or how Labrity used to be. But then everybody kind of separated and everybody kind of did their own thing. And I found myself uh, hanging out with John Clayco. And I'll tell you what, man. That's where, you know, you, we knew each other. I've been on his show. We've had conversations. So, yeah, there's a level of really feeling like you know each other already. But this is the in-person meetup that. Kind of solidified the fact that this is this is my guy now. This is my boy, because we hung out. He jumped. He did like a. You'll see in the pirates and pier runners. He kind of I kicked off the video with him literally jumping off the dock, doing a cannonball into the water, and it was a great introduction to the um to the to the montage that I did do, which is not a YouTube montage anymore. It's a reel, and it's a side video, whatever else. Then we hung out. He did the roller coaster. Uh, then we met. Uh, then we walked over to this other beach, a part of Labadee that I had never been to. A little bit of a cove. You walk through the whole kind of, I guess, uh, straw market area, Labadee, where it's like a gauntlet. They will literally, I mean, hunt you down. My friend, my friend, I want to show you this. I want to show you that. And they do not play when it comes to that stuff. But again, New York mentality. You're just polite. Hey, thank you. No. No, it's not. But just if you don't mind, if and they're creative with it too. But I just said to John's a nice guy. I told John, I was like, you know, if you want to just get through this, just, just, just follow my lead. I'll just, I'm not stopping. I'm just gonna, and and I'm very polite. I look at and make eye contact with everybody. Look at that. No, thank you. No, thank you. And you just keep walking. And they go to and they bother somebody else. That's the way to do it. But we ended up on this beach, and we ended up getting a couple of beers, and we ended up just chopping it up and this was our first meeting and this was our first time where we really kind of just talked about you know we we talked about um you know the 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 crew space we talked about plans for his show talked about plans for my show and just opened up about everything and that's where we okay this is we're you know this is my but this is my guy was we're, we're boys now we're we, we were boys before pretty much just virtually now this is real life and we're boys and that's what happened uh that day and That's what it was. And then we got back on the ship, ate a little bit, caught up with Tony. Tony, we I can't say I think this I think Labadie was my was it Labadee or was it the sea day before? I don't remember. These cruise the eight days I was talking to Sandra before, they do start to run together on you, as most of you guys know, especially on an eight day cruise with his booze. But uh we we gambled at one point. And uh that that's I didn't have a good night with the fates. Normally I usually I don't, fates testing the fates i'm using the lolita loca moniker like it's like it's normal like it's like it's you know and it, it is at this point tony's got tony's 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 uh established himself in the space that much to where a lot of his uh idiosyncrasies to his show have just become you know carousing and uh and that was it so we had a cool night bonding there with all all, all three of us kind of gambling but tony was doing pretty well I was going a little on tilt, you know. When when, there's a real thing, when the deal is hot, and when the deal is not losing, and the deal is not busting, you gotta lower your bets. And I just ignored that. I knew it, and I ignored it. And instead of, you know, when I would lose, I would just kind of play bigger. And then it's almost like when you do that, it's almost like suicide. And I almost, it's almost like conscious. It's all, it almost is conscious. You're like, ah, am I winning or losing? Am I winning tonight or am I losing? Am I going home with 500 bucks or am I donating 500 bucks? And that's kind of where my headspace ended up at, up at. And I ended up donating the 500 bucks and I did not go back in. I did not gamble again for the rest of the cruise, which is not like me, me at all. This is the least I've gambled on any cruise. It just gave me a little bit of a bad taste. And I was like, you know what? Let me not risk more money. So that's what that was. Uh, That was Labadee. Aruba. Aruba was interesting. And I will say... Oh, we also did karaoke. Hung out with those guys. We just chilled, man. Like, I will say, like, Tony is the man. Tony... uh, The thing about... The difference between hanging out with Tony and hanging out with John was is that John was just ready to rock. John was all over the place. John was... Tony has, you know a business. Tony has a uh, it was Tony has something to stand to lose by not having his vacations be a working vacation. He has to be around. He has to focus on the news. He has to do a lot of this stuff where and also there was a situation with Tony where he did not want to, you know, he had never been to these ports before. And he's going back to these ports in a couple of days and you guys know his lovely wife Jenny He wanted to experience a lot of these ports for the first time with her. So I think he kind of punted on some of the ports so as to not spoil it and be like, yeah, honey, you know, I've been here. Let's do this. And no, he wanted to discover these places with her. So that's why it was a little bit less. Uh, Now we'll get into it because I hung out with Tony plenty and me and Tony, I feel those though I think I might've freaked them out a little bit, a couple of times. It's what I do. You know what I mean? I do go to another level. Like uh, everybody, people do listen to my show, right? People do understand that I do kind of cruise with a level of intensity from a, maybe a little bit of a boozing standpoint or a party standpoint that, um, that is more, maybe a little bit more than the average content creator and people know that going in but then still when it hits you in the face and some of the stuff that I just say and what I what will come out of my mouth after a little while it'll be like oh okay all right so he goes he goes he goes a little deep he goes a little into it he gets a little all right well i know he did say he's he's a little crazy but i, mean, I maybe i didn't expect it to be but <laughs> All in all, I think it was fine. I think we were good. I realized that. Th- I realized a couple of times, even John too, probably. I don't even know, but I, I get my my peer runners and pirates, my group, you know, there's people that I that I go to a level with that uh, they were like, no, I didn't realize it goes to this level. That certainly happened on the first pirates and peer runners. Uh, I know that for a fact. But I think all in all, you realize I do know how to turn, you know, reel it back in when I have to. We do kind of reestablish ourselves the next day a reset, reset and reground. And I think that's what happens a lot when it comes to me. And uh, I can tell you right now, if you don't know, now, you know, I am not for everybody. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's interesting too, because like, think about anybody who's cruised with me on a group cruise that I'm hosting, right? Well, you know, what is it? 30, 35 people at this point, you know, not any of you guys any of any of them and I guess maybe I not know if I'm talking to all of them right now but I'm just talking in general nobody ever started l- listening to my show or even became a regular listener of my show thinking that they would eventually be sailing with me now it did happen and it, I'm thankful that it happened but when you started listening to me back when you discovered me and then you said okay I could, I could listen to this guy he's a pretty good podcast uh, even then did you ever think you'd be on a ship with me? No, so you don't know what to expect once you do. And worst case scenario, we may—it's not the same. You're not—you know—it's—it's it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing to find a kindred spirit, a person who exact, who is exactly on your same page. And uh, you know, there's plenty of people that I am uh, that I that my bond has increased more with from cruising with them. And then this people that oh you know what I like Tommy I like his show but you know the way he cruises there he gets a little 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 crazy than I that I'm than I was ready for so it doesn't mean you can't still just go back and enjoy the show but come on we had some fun right we had a freaking blast I, I mean I can't even uh, so all right so Aruba uh, John didn't know what he was doing John said I think he had a tea time booked for a golf course and he was going to do that Tony was going to get some work done. And, um, John was having second thoughts about the tea time and go and play golf by himself now that there was other options available, and I said, "You know what, the minute I knew Nicole was no longer going. I got a little bit more serious about booking excursions because again, if it 's nicole it 's not just up to nicole it 's up to i mean it 's not just up to me. I got to figure out what she wants to do too, but now she 's out of the mix." I can do whatever I want to do and I'm gonna go book and I'm gonna book my bucket listing, which was get an ATV through uh, Aruba and drive around through the desert and through the hills and through the rocks and everything. And that's what I did do. I booked that. So I told John that I was gonna do that. I told Scott and Kara that I was gonna do that. Apparently Scott is a freaking uh Formula One UT UTI, UTI. <laughs> I almost said UTI. I did say UTI about three times on the ship. Like, yeah, I booked a UT <laughs> I booked a UTI. Um but no, it's a UTV, so uh, we did we did that, and I'm not going to tell you the tour because I'm going to tell you the story that that happened. So, John booked it, Scott booked it, Kara booked it. We're all with uh, this one tour company. Uh, we don't know where John is the next morning. So John got off the ship early, as we know. Once you get off the ship, Wi-Fi is dicey. You don't know. You got to hopefully you're at a bar or a location or, or an establishment that has Wi-Fi. But he was running around town. He went to the beach. He went jet skiing. He had a full morning. Myself, Scott, and Kara went to the Dutch Pancake House, which was something I wanted to do. And they did it. And I think they were very, I think they loved it. They said it was one of their favorite meals of the trip, I believe. Uh, so I was thankful for that and relieved that they didn't, you know, waste their time, you know, following me. They liked it. So we did that. And then we didn't know where we were going to meet this bus. So we thought we needed to go to the Aruba sign. But were we going to, uh, find them at the exact time at the aruba because they had like five different pickup drop-off locations finally we're walking around town looking to for, for the aruba sign and we see the bus with the name of the company on it we just stopped them and they had our names so we just got on that bus it was just randomly walking through the streets of aruba and we got on the bus that we needed to get on so they brought us there so then we went to the actual pickup spot there's no john clayco we're looking for john i know he's got it booked he told, he showed me that he had his booked, but I don't know where he was. So then we just ended up, they just took us to the, uh, to the facility where the UTVs were. So we get there, still no John, no nothing. We kind of set, so we kind of decided that John wasn't going to be able to come with us. It was it. I don't know. I don't know where he is. Maybe he changed his mind. Whatever happened, happened. Uh, but we had no Wi Fi. So once I got there, there was Wi Fi there. Wi Fi kicked in. They started the engines. They were given the last minute instructions. I tuned I, I signed on to the Wi-Fi and right as I signed into the Wi-Fi my phone started ringing it was John and he was on his way and I'm like yeah but I don't think you're gonna make it because we already got the engines running and we're about to just drive away He's like no no no. I'm like really almost here he literally got out of a bus and we were right there Uh, the funniest part of that was the instructor he was very very professional very thorough did the whole thing everything you expect in an instructor on the um, you know uh, 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 the whole rules, regulations, safety, uh, all the reviews, things too. Like if you enjoy the trip, please leave us a review. If there's any suggestions that we can do to make this tour better for you, you felt like you were in great hands, great instructions, total full out. Um, it, they it was a professional operation until he made it fully aware. To he made us fully aware that if we wanted to purchase cocaine from him, we could. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know why I don't even remember Scott said something about something white I think he just said something white and that guy just wanted to hey you said white you're in Aruba anything's possible and he points to his nose and he says $100 this is the same guy for the tour I was like oh boy okay anyway we did the tour it was great phenomenal uh It took a little while to get used to driving this thing because I'd never driven them before. Plus, I missed the instructions because I was trying to coordinate with John. Me and John partnered up. He got a lot of footage. Uh, We had the whole incident where you could find on Facebook where he uh, fell into a a network of bushes. I don't know what he was doing. It was kind of funny. We were late because we were taking a last-minute picture on top of a rock. If you see the montage, the very last picture in the montage is video is him and that picture was what it was a nice little shot so we were a little bit late getting back to the uh, utvs everybody had started their engines we weren't super late we were just a couple of i don't know a minute behind so we were jogging to get back so we were jogging a little bit i was jogging a little bit he was jogging a little bit he was ahead of me and there was a clear path on either side in the middle you just saw this brush these tall bushes branches whatever now, I was curious as to why John decided to run straight <laughs> into the bushes. But I'm watching John, and I'm thinking, why is he running? There's clear dirt trails on either side, but he's running straight into those bushes. And as I'm watching him, I'm watching him, I'm watching him. He's running, he's running. And then he disappeared from my field of view. He ended up in the bushes, fell down, got a couple of cuts and scratches, but made it out. Everything was fine. The whole, you just hear him go, I'm Okay. I'm okay. Everybody got a good laugh out of it. He got some great footage out of it, and it was phenomenal. Then we went to a beach. We went back, and that was it. Had some dinner. The food was really good on this cruise ship, guys, as far as the main dining room goes. there was uh, Johnny Rockets was a miss. I will say that I spoke about this on the Patreon, but I'll just kind of brush past it. On the Patreon, what I did yesterday was just put the, the five or six things that I did not like about Allure of the Seas. And it was just really nitpicky stuff and really trying to go in, but just stuff that I had expectations of that my expectations weren't met. Again, cruise was one of my favorite cruises of all time, okay? So then uh, dinner in general, I, I, I liked it all. Liked all the dinner that I had in the main dining room. I liked the dinner at Sabor, too, surprisingly. Sabor uh, over-delivered. On my expectations, we did have Giovanni's. I thought Giovanni's was phenomenal as well. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, And that was it. That's Aruba. Aruba. Uh, All right. Curacao was a little different. It started out pretty pedestrian. Uh, Again, Got a little bit of a late start because I was doing a lot of editing. I was doing a lot of work. I was doing, I did, like I said, the Patreons every day. And then I would do these uh, minute and a half videos recapping the day. And they started out really simple. I figured I would just take the first nine videos and they started out. And then I just started wanting to kind of outdo myself each day. So each day they would take a little bit longer and longer. Um, so Curacao got off the ship a little bit late, ended up at that cafe. It's, it's, you can't miss it. It's called the Iguana Cafe. This place is terrible. Okay. By the way, I think it's, it's set up. It looks like it's a really beautiful place. The menu is very, very extensive. The drinks are good. The, there's tons of stuff, but I think it's just one of those things that where they just mailed it in. You're you're going to, this place is going to be busy no matter what. You know those buildings that we're talking about, the multicolored buildings in Curacao that you see when you're sailing in that are right in the, in the shadow of the Queen Emma Bridge. You can't miss them. So this place is literally on the corner of Maine and Maine. If there's ever a place that has the ability, you talk about check all the boxes as far as not having to give good quality. You have the perfect location. You have a great infrastructure. You have a forgiving market where people don't even know what the hell you are because, you know, this is a different group of passengers every day. So you have the perfect storm of being able to not deliver a quality product and still make a lot of money. So that's what they do. Uh, And then after a while, you're sitting there. We sat there because we enjoyed the company. We sat there and enjoyed it for a couple hours. I got a little after a while. I think everybody at the table will tell you that I was like, you know what? Uh, For me, at least, it's time to make a move. Uh, especially when the food came, the food was subpar. And then I have, uh, the pigeons come when the food comes, the pigeons come and they're all around the table and, you know, call Peter, say whatever you want. I'm not into having dinner with pigeons. That's all. What do you want me to tell you? So I just got up. I was like, "Ah, all right. Things. So then after a while, people started paying. They got up. We walked, we decided that we would go to, uh, this place called San Tropez that I researched online and it was about a mile away and it was a walk. So we decided to walk. Scott decided we we should walk, and I did not disagree with Scott at all. We just walked. The walk was a little wacky because it wasn't bad. I could tell we were in areas that tourists go to. We never really left a tourist area, but we did leave the cruise tourist area. So there was a little bit of maybe a three-block period where we were – It got a little rustic where it looked a little kind of run down, but I will say that it still looked pretty. Like all the run down buildings were still multicolored and all curious out out. But then we started getting back into an area where you could tell it was population again. There was beach, beach bars and resorts, very, very rustic and smaller kind of maybe boutique style, but they were there. And then we came upon Saint Tropez and it was everything we thought it would be. It was great. It was a beautiful, beautiful layout. You felt like it was like this kind of classy place. The bartender was really, really cool. So this was me, Scott, Cara, um, Carol, and, um, and 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 John. And John broke out the drone. And once you got all the way to the where the pool is, you could see the ocean or the, the sea, the Caribbean Sea, and you could see um, the the cruise ship way off in the distance. John was able to get drone shots. I'm excited to see the drone shots that John gets from literally flying it from Saint-Tropez. But we did some. We did a good amount of drinking there. We did a really good amount of drinking there and had a good time. Everybody was kind of loosening up. I think everybody was a little mad at me when we got there because of the fact that it was my idea to go there. But the walk was a little bit taxing. Uh, there was a little bit of angst probably with the walk because we were walking and we did not know exactly where this place was. We just knew we were in the right direction and we came up on it but it took a little while to get there it was cool because cara did this freaking cool ass like um uh i don't know it wasn't like yoga but like a stretch routine that was like i was kind of jealous i was like you know that's probably like cool to do i did not work out that day and she was kind of on this ledge and it was in this really cool just i mean you're in paradise and that's like everybody's dream you know what I me mean? wake up and kinda of just go next to, you know, it was an infinity pool with the ocean as the backdrop and you're just kinda of getting a nice feel good stretching, you know what I mean? And kinda of doing some doing some cardio, whatever it was, some uh looked like some resistance, light resistance, but whatever it was, it was just a very, very kind of cool I mean, I wasn't doing it. I was we were drinking, but I did I did think it was cool a cool idea, uh, to just kind of get more get a quick workout in while you're uh in the literally lap of luxury paradise. It was cool. So then here's where it got interesting. Scott and Carol started walking. We were going to take a cab. We ended up not taking cab. We ended up walking. We took our sweet time. Myself, John, and Carol took our sweet time walking back. Now, we know it's getting close. We know it's getting near the time. But we got time. We're taking pictures. We're stopping at bars. At this point now, we're boozed. We're boozed up, but in a good way in the best of ways, in the curaçao way in the Caribbean way we're enjoying it uh but now the sun's starting to get a little bit uh it's starting to go down a little bit. We see that uh the time is getting near, and this is when I thrive. This is my time when you're just kind of floating around the island. you got that buzz going, you know the ship is leaving soon, but it's not leaving yet. Uh, the, the, the the streets are a little less crowded. It's a little less hot. You're at that gold. The golden hour is starting to set in so that's when I just start feeling so much more comfortable on the island and I was like just John you follow my lead Carol was following my lead too but then it got a little closer. Carol uh, was a little smart. She's like right, I'm going to the ship. So she went to the ship. I was like yeah we're going to the ship too. We'll see you there. If you move a little faster we'll just end up meeting you there. So then is this bar here? Let's try this bar. There's a bar here. John had to pick something up. Then I would do, you know, then it, was, it It ended up being where we were still probably a couple of football fields away from the, the, the ship. And it was 432 or 435. So I knew we weren't in any danger of missing this ship at any time. I... Th- think john was a little worried but i don't think john john said that i convinced him and calmed him down when i pointed to the moorings and said look it's still tied up as long as it's still tied up you don't have to worry about missing the ship now apparently not everybody feels that same way that's on board so they we did get back and they weren't that happy with us i said in the video you can hear me say this guy gets it i don't remember saying that but what i meant and i know myself when i said that was i was basically defending like the guy who was at the port was kind of smiling. Oh, these guys, they, they push it. They push it to the limit. John was worried. I do feel bad about that. The fact that John, I know, was a little worried at one point that we were going to miss this ship. And what I really feel bad for, and uh, I do, I feel bad that, you know, they were announcing our names on the loudspeaker. And they were calling Tony, <laughs> the largest cruise tuber in the game, is... In his room, probably trying to get some work done. And he's having to field a call asking if he can pack up John's belongings if he needs to. Or does John have a passport? Does he have any cash? If you have to pack his stuff up because we're afraid that John is not going to make the ship. So Tony doesn't know that we know we're in the side. Or at least I know we're perfectly in no danger to to, to get left behind. But if you're Tony completely blind to that. You're sitting there thinking, "Oh my God, what has this asshole done? Uh, he has he, he's he's caused my cabin mate now. John, now Tony's got a few problems at hand. He's got to be expl- able to explain to anybody or anybody who asks where where John is. He's got to pack up John's stuff, and John travels with about forty six hats. Uh, so it's it's now Tony's got responsibility now. So Tony, uh, I'm sorry, buddy." <laughs> I apologize if you're hearing this. I do apologize. Again, I will say that I'm not I'm not proud of it, but it's what I do. It's what I do on a cruise ship. It turns people off in a lot of ways. Uh, I just like to push it. I like to push the envelope when it comes to getting back on the ship. I, it's where I like to get my <laughs> call. Call me what you want. I know I lose people when I say this. I know I lose people when I do this, but I'm sorry. I am sorry, but I, there was never any danger of us missing the ship. I have been way later than that on cruise ships. At no point we didn't have to run; we did not have to actually peer run. So is what it is. And then we got back on. Then I went to dinner, and it was kind of cool because we're at dinner, and me, Leah, Sandy, and um, and, and 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 Carol were at dinner. So I turn on YouTube and I see Tony's doing a live stream from the room, from his room. We're on the same ship. I'm at dinner watching Tony's live stream. John texts me, join us in the live if you can. I'm like, Well, we're at dinner. If we get done with dinner, I'll come by. And uh we ate dinner, we finished our dinner, and then I said, Let me go jump on the on the live. So I did that and, you know, they were talking about it and they were kind of having a conversation about uh the peer run and tony's tony was so cool i don't know if he hated me at that moment i don't know if he was like cursing me out but then i just saw in the live wait a minute was that the same day no that wasn't the same day that live was a different day so the live that they did was post they didn't invite me on that live (laughs) i don't blame them but uh Okay, so that was a different live. So one live I went in on and hung out with them. That was Tony's live. Then John did a live that was later in the in the in the um, sailing, and that was the day of the pier run. Okay, and that was Curacao day, and they were kind of going back and forth. I highly recommend checking out that live. Both of them. Check out Tony's live that happened on Tuesday, but also check out John's that happened on Thursday. The one that happened with John on Thursday, the two of them, I feel like they, no offense, Tony, I think, you know, Tony's, Tony doesn't need me to plug his show, but the one where they were Tuesday, where they were Tuesday, they were figuring it out and they got it done. It was a great show. But then the one on Thursday, I think all of them would agree. I think everybody would agree that that's when they kind of really hit their stride as a duo. I think they nailed that one, and uh, they were talking about the peer run. So I don't know if Tony was really. I could see. If, I wouldn't blame Tony if he was actually a little mad at me about that. But hopefully he's not. Hopefully we're cool, and uh, is what it is. So that was uh, that was Curacao. That's pretty much it, guys. We just had fun, man. We had a fun pool party one night where we played a game of Never Have I Ever. We got a lot of information about each other a little poolside sunset game of never have I ever everybody was getting a little fun. We having some, having a good time. We were, um, we ended up in a hot tub. Then everybody ended up leaving. Sandy uh, drank a little too much that night. And then we had some really, really good times at Blaze, uh, the nightclub, which is not always the case for me. We don't always necessarily have so much fun. I don't know. I'm not always so nightclub driven because I'm so prominent in, during the day and during the sunset. But on this cruise, we really, really stretched it out into the night and had some really fun. We had characters. We were naming people, other people that would show up in the nightclub. Shout out to Mullet Shorty um shout out to um and i, I don't want to offend anybody john dude, there was a john john's mom <laughs> I don't, i'm not john's real mom was not there it was this lady who john was just like oh she she kind of looks like me she could be my mom but he was, you know it was just funny we were just calling people out there was a professional uh there was an aged or a or a tr- we we called them the triple a almost pro boy, boy boy band backup dancer This guy was kind of like uh, six foot four, a little on the older side, looked like he could have been just as easily a truck driver as he could have been a boy band member. Uh, There were these women that were there that would literally just dance with you but lead with their ass anywhere you looked. It was like if anywhere you looked, there'd be a married couple, and it would be taking their ass and twerking up to you in any way, shape, or form, was just as natural to them as greeting you with a handshake. And that's how they meant it. Like, there was a married couple out there. And they said, oh, look at the married couple. Let's go twerk on them. And they were being so courteous with it. It was like the most friendly, polite, just twerking on this couple. They twerked on me as I'm sitting there. I was almost, I just by instinct, I almost pulled out some dollar bills. They were just twerking. They were just the friendliest little twerkers around. Uh, we had fun. and 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 Tony was was hanging out with us at the club, just holding court, just cracking jokes. Tony is, and John, both of them, they're just stand-up comedy-level funny guys. They really, really are. That'll be very, very evident if you watch the Chip Show live. Uh, both both lives, but the Chip Show live in, in particular, uh... And uh, we we just had so much fun, man. We had so much fun. One thing about Tony, uh, again, like I said, I spent more time with John than I did with Tony, but the times I had with Tony were were funny, hysterical, enlightening, inspiring, and I will say that it was great to watch because you know it just when I say the word inspiring, that's the key word because. It's so so fascinating to see that this guy who took his first freaking cruise in 2017 is now not able to walk around a cruise ship without people literally going up to him like he is on a red carpet like they see him and they approach him hi i don't want to bother you tony but uh we really really enjoy your content and what you do we really do. and dude i don't know how you do it You know, I don't know how anybody handles becoming just literally a cruising household name in their 50s, but he nails it. He just is like so gracious. He's able to do in every interaction that he has with people. He is able to be courteous, be thankful, to have a real human interaction with them and then have them before they walk away. He makes sure that they know that he is he 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 understands how fortunate he is to be able to do what he does he he nails it on all accounts and it's just it's just like i said you see that happen and i don't know you don't ever know if you'll be there but you to know that it's possible you know what i mean it's 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 kind of cool it really really is cool uh and what else the um just 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 in general, we'll just watch watching those two guys just kind of like, oh, the karaoke. First of all, the two of them are just natural entertainers. They they're, they they go to karaoke, and I can tell you, John just has the crowd eaten out of his hand. Tony gets up there and sang Garth Brooks' The Dance. And I don't know if people, like, some people know him, some people don't. But I was watching couples dance to that song. As if they were at a Garth Brooks show, like they were, he was he was killing it. They were killing it. It was just a a, a fun, fun, fun cruise, all around, uh, an inspiring cruise, a you know better than expected cruise. And I had high expectations. It was even better than I thought it would be, in the top five cruises of all times, probably three, and uh, just again navigating around the ship with those guys and. What I cherished also was just at the end of the night, we would always end up at either Sorrento's or at the Promenade Cafe. I had more meals at the Promenade Cafe than I normally would have. Uh, Oh, and I want to give a shout out to Sandy, but Sandy via uh, or Leah via Sandy. So Sandy is let's just break everybody down real quick. Scott and Kara speak for themselves. They were on the first one. They were on this one passionate passionate cruisers i told you what scott did uh as far as the banner i told you what scott did as far as the um the 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 the, the i guess project i guess event coordinating the booze cruise he just absolutely nailed it he, i was like he, you have a you have a passion for this he's like no i don't do anything in my life halfway i was like yeah i get it i i 100 get it and another thing with Scott and Kara, they were so gracious. One night we had they hosted us for a cocktail and appetizer party in their beautiful suite. They had a a giant suite, two levels, and you know, huge balcony. And we just hung out there one night. We had the full on room service, butler service, uh, drinks, everything. And we had like a little cocktail party. We went live for a little while in there everybody showed up tony was there uh, john was there and all the all the pirates and peer runners were there and that was really really cool of them and that was a cara a birthday party too so happy birthday to cara and it was kind of like a little bit of an early birthday celebration and royal caribbean, from what they said royal caribbean really knocked it out the park for the from the experience standpoint as far as that goes uh so that's Scott and Kara. You had Carol. Carol was a rookie, and Carol was just this larger than life personality. She is just enthusiastic. She's a a a, a, a southern uh, a southern lady, and she is just so colorful and so fun. And then you get a couple of drinks in her, and then you go and I mean she went all out on the pirate day. You know, she did exactly what she's supposed to do. Yeah, she'll probably tell you she went a little crazy a couple of nights. So, you know what? Maybe she drank a little more than she had planned. But that's what this is for. That's what we do here. That's what we're supposed to do. You know, a little bit of regret the next day is far outweighed by the fun you had the night before. Even if your toe's bleeding a little bit. (laughs) Carol got herself cut a little bit. Shout out to Debbie Parker. Now, Debbie Parker was a little... Ah, uh, she's, she's she's an incredible, incredible pirate and peer runner lady. And she has such a thirst for these cruises. I think there was a little bit where she thought maybe um she was more early, more early. This crowd, unlike the first crowd that we had a couple years ago, there was a lot more um, people that would do different things at different times. So, Deb, I think, you know, a little bit, it was a little bit later. I know Debbie had a phenomenal time. I was uh, she got into her rhythm. She found a little nook that she could kind of read her French books. She was I think her next trip is going to be to the French Riviera. So she was uh, doing that. She did a little interview with Cara. She interviewed me in the Windjammer one morning at breakfast, and it was cool. Check out smiling for success. And uh, I have to say sorry to Debbie because listen, Debbie wanted me to be more prepared and Debbie was 100% right. And I acknowledged, you know, I should have been more on a promotional level uh, for this cruise, but I, I didn't. So once I knew there was nothing I could do about it, I was just like, let's just have some fun. And Debbie was doing the right thing by me by continuously telling me, you got to do this. You got to do that. You should be doing this. Until one point I said, hey, Deb, let's just have fun. You know, and that's like because I was like, all right, we can't do anything about it now. So let's just have fun. But Debbie. Debbie is always such an integral part of the pirates and pier runner cruises where she just pops up out of nowhere she's like she comes and then she goes she likes to keep it moving she likes to hang out with us for a little while and then she'll find something else she wants to do or where she wants to be and then she'll go do that i think that next time we're going to have more people and there's going to be more opportunities to have little micro groups hanging around throughout the ship, starting. At 7 a.m. and going deep into the night. And that'll be better for the way Debbie likes to cruise. But Debbie had, I I can tell you right now, Debbie loved this cruise ship. She was probably a little skeptical as to whether or not she was going to. But I think she loved the cruise ship. Uh, I think she loved the crew. And we just, I mean, Debbie just is Debbie. Debbie is just full of life, full of energy. And it's hard for us to keep up with Debbie. So, Debbie, I'm so happy that you came if you're hearing this, which I think you probably are. And then um, Sandra's just Sandra. Sandra's the rock. Sandra's the first lady of Always Be Booked. She comes on everything. She's got an enthusiasm. Me and her fight like cats and dogs. And it's just the rhythm we're in. That's it. We're like the biggest non-married married married couple there is. And uh, we just go at it. It's funny and it's fun. But at the end of the day, that's the beauty of me and Sandy. We can can do that. And we're close enough uh, (laughs) that we don't take it personally and we have a short-term memory when we yell at each other that's to me that's a great and and you know she she helps me a lot with the whole thing and with always be booked and you know that's a great it's great to be able to have that where you can kind of snap at people and not take it personally and know that it is absolutely 100 percent all love so that's what it is with sandy um <clears throat> so there's carol sandy deb we talked about uh, the uh tony we talked about john um Scott and Kara, and then Leah Leah so, so Sandy brought a friend named Leah with her and Leah <laughs> was probably my favorite person just to watch take all this stuff in because Leah was a guest of Sandy and Listen, Leah, listening to all this talk about who's the blogger and who's this and what's this ship. Scott knows just as much about cruising as anybody. So he's, you know, knee deep into the cruise stuff. And everybody's just you know this ship and that class of ships. There was so much cruise discussion going on. And then when people would come up to Tony, like he was freaking, you know, like he was <laughs> I don't know, like, like he was like you know, like Brad Pitt or something like he, she's like, what did I, what did I sign up for? What am I a part of? She just, one, one night she just said, I had no idea this subculture of, of people who just like cruising as an entertainment business even existed. And uh, it's funny to just see that through the eyes of somebody who really did not know anything. She was just basically, she's like, Sandy's like, you want to go on a cruise? It's fun. I go with this group that's, you know, really into cruising. And she just probably thought it would be fun to do, but that aside holy crap was leah cool leah is just we got lucky we got lucky just a down-to-earth chick uh fun like you could tell she's got her act together she's a upstanding good quality quality girl and then at the same time nothing uptight about her whatsoever you can't offend her you can't you can't get you can't get you can't make it too crazy for her we i had some really good talks with her uh she had some really good interactions with the rest of the group and leah was such a great addition we got very lucky in all rounds we got lucky across the board i personally got very very lucky from tony and and you know tony and john surprising us on this cruise to leah being a great addition to carol being as fun as she was i already knew about deb she'd be great i already knew that scott and carol are great and obviously sandy but everything went great man i can't can't um i can't. i'm very fortunate i was very fortunate for this sailing and i'm thankful for everybody that came and guys i'm telling you right now We're going to announce the next one soon. You're going to want to be around for this. You're going to want to come on this cruise. I try to say, like, you know, when you decide what cruise you're going to take, uh, yeah sometimes you're price conscious, sometimes you're itinerary conscious, sometimes like all right, so if there's a theme cruise, like let's just say it was another Florida Georgia line cruise, you could be going to I mean, it doesn't matter. You could be going to you could be going to Port Canaveral as your stop. That cruise is going to be a blast. I'm telling you right now, next time you think about doing a cruise, throw away all the other reasons that you may that may factor into why you cruise and consider the fact that the always be booked cruise experience is it's, it's not gonna be dull it's not gonna be dull there's gonna be action packed and this was like i said this was a light crew it was a light crew but the first one was not a light crew and all I could say is that yeah you know we we we, we, we battled a little bit we, we now. you don't have to like you know on the first one there were people who would knee deep into the you know day to day and there were people who came and went but that's what they're all like but there is a great 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 time to be had choose your own adventure choose your level of participation but these cast of this band of wacky band of pirates and peer runners they will make for a very we will make for a very very memorable experience so again thank you for everybody who came and yes despite the fact that it was more of a crew and less a full-on group it was a rousing rousing success thank you guys all right we're gonna move on um I wanted to talk about the release of the information I wanna this is gonna run long guys maybe we'll skip the emails today I'll skip the emails today and we'll do emails next time we'll do emails Thursday all right so uh, icon of the Seas, they released information on Icon t- I- Icon of the Seas and they released uh, the booking dates. You can now book the Icon of the Seas uh, as a cruise. So I want to talk a few things about just some general observations. They didn't release everything about it. They gave you some information, some good, solid information with some really good mock-ups and schematics that you can kind of sink your teeth into if you're interested in this crazy crazy cruise ship i mean my tagline i was telling tony i was like you know the tagline should be like for royal caribbean like it's it's the same thing they're just always building the largest cruise ship so i was like what's the tagline now royal caribbean icon of the seas no 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 no. this time it's really big (laughs) so uh and it's not just big like royal caribbean i think in its past was always just sort of like a uh, what would you say? A conservative-looking cruise line, you know. It had they for a long time. They weren't even dealing with water slides, right? Now, forget about it. Ever since the amplification came, you start seeing they started introducing a little bit more of the floral or what would you call them—the the Polynesian colors and the tiki style. They started putting a little bit more of that into the pool decks and things like that. Until now, on the icon of the seas, I mean. Have you seen some of the pictures of this thing? If you want to break the chops of Joe Farkas and Carnival for going Vegas style, you want to talk. I'm not saying cheesy. I'm not going to use that word because I like cheesy. Like, But it's cheesy. Like The decor is over the top colors. Your lime greens, your teals, your crazy wacky, whether it's Hawaii meets South Beach meets the Philippines meets uh, meets meets, meets, meets australia i mean meets bora bora everything is just over the top it's crazy and i like it that's what i have to say i have to say i like it but i could see where it's just such a far away contradiction to what it normally you know royal caribbean has always been throughout the years so there's a lot of shade on this cruise ship too while i do think you get a very very strong connection to the sea but The ship is so big, it can afford to have a lot of areas where there's just a lot of backdrops and shades and coverings. And even for a pool deck, which is something that you kind of uh, first instinct assume it's going to be wide open. On this particular ship, there's a lot of nooks and crannies, then a lot of dividers and separators between one area or maybe a neighborhood and others. So those are my first couple of observations when looking at it. Uh, the, the family-friendly mode they're going with here, and I guess you can go family-friendly mode and it, without hurting people who want to have an adult experience because of the fact that, again, this ship is so freaking big. We'll talk about the numbers in a minute, but you know they're doing... Um, Aft pools. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. After years and years and years of me getting on here on this stupid microphone and yelling about why, how bad Royal Caribbean drops the balls and dro- drops the ball and not gives you an adequate relationship with the horizon on the back of the ship, where it's just such a good idea to do so, it looks like there's one flow rider. It's set back a little bit more on the side of the ship and not directly aft. And they put a suspended infinity pool. So they have that split deck concept, right? That they normally have. And it looks like where the Aqua Theater would normally be. They have a freaking, you know, they have the two sides, you know, and then in the middle of the two sides, the two separate structures, they have a freaking suspended infinity pool. Sign me up for that every single day of the week. I'm not going to, you know, I, I know they're not listening to my show just because I've been screaming about it for five years. But congratulations, Royal Caribbean. Great job. And that's phenomenal. But they're doing an aft pool at the top of the ship. And then they also have a family-oriented neighborhood on Deck 7 that is just basically catering to families with children even as low as under age 6. And they have, just like an area, another aft pool for families. So good. And... If you have a ship this big, like I said, I think that's a phenomenal. I don't mind cruising. You know, we were talking about the group cruise. When are we going to do it? People say in August. I'm like, oh, August. Dude, the kids are out. What do we want to freaking? Why don't we Why don't we cruise in September or October when we know we can r- r- recru- uh, reduce the children that it might be on the ship by at least half? Why not give ourselves a fighting chance to not have freaking kids running around and hitting every button on the elevator, right? So, but on the ship like this, where it's that big, the kids are going to have their own spot. They're going to be adult areas where you don't have to worry about it. So it's this cruise ship, the way it looks to me, and I know a lot of people are not huge fans of very, very big ships. The way this cruise ship looks to me, it looks like, I mean, you may not need another cruise ship. You may not. If they can find a way to have it, make it be fun, you may not need another cruise ship. Now, you're going to need another cruise ship because, again, I can't wait to get back on Carnival. We talked about that a lot on the group cruise, uh, much to the chagrin of some people who will go unmentioned. I think the next group cruise is going to be on the Carnival Mardi Gras. It's not official yet. We will see. But and I know I put information about what what it's gonna be, but you know what? Things change, okay? Once we do a final, it'll be written in stone. It's gonna be that's what it's gonna be, and then we're gonna have a year to promote it, and we're gonna have we're gonna push for fifty people. Okay. We want fifty people on the next group group cruise. Coming up in the game, let's not take any prisoners, let's make it happen. Um They have a place called Crown's Edge. Crown's Edge is sort of like the the ropes course that kind of culminates into like a walk the plank type of thing. So you're basically, obviously you're tied up to where, you know, if you fall, you, you're suspended or whatever, just like a, sort of like a ropes course type thing suspended from the top. And they have a thing where you can kind of walk the off the side of the edge of the ship. And uh, yeah, sounds pretty cool. Uh, largest water park at sea. You guys know, if you're a Coco K, you go to thrill water park. One of the largest, I think what the I forget all the stats. I think it's the tallest and biggest water park in the northern hemisphere. Well, this is also called the Thrill Water Park, and it's the largest water park at sea. They got a thing called Swim and Tonic, one of the regular pools on the top pool deck. They're making a swim up bar now. They call it a swim up bar, but I'm looking at the schematics and the physics don't look like they work for me as far as a swim up bar. It doesn't look like. Um, You can really access the bar from the pool. It looks like the bar is right up against the pool, but then it also looks like you'd have to get out of the pool to kind of reach the bar. I'm not sure. Maybe the case may not be. I might be misinterpreting it, but they're calling it a swim and tonic swim up bar at the pool. Now, they also have the Aquadome. So they have the dive theater on the Oasis class of ships. This is going to be an Aquadome. It's going to be encased inside and it's going to be on the front of the ship but the aquadome is going to be for shows and you know dive shows and things like that but it's also going to be a network of bars and places to eat and stuff i don't know i don't know if they have a solarium i'm sure they have a solarium the solarium's too popular not to have a solarium but i didn't see the solarium they have a thing called the pearl the pearl looks like and i'm not 100% sure of this either maybe somebody else is it looks like it might be what's going on instead of the royal promenade because it looks like they might be going for a three level five six seven eight midship area where it's almost like the um very very photogenic sphere shaped structure uh like i said four decks and it's going to kind of have like almost like the the welcoming area or like you know everything the atrium type of feel to it but we're going to see anyway it's going to home port in miami to start off Now, size-wise, let's compare. Let's get a comparison. So, the Wonder of the Seas right now is the largest cruise ship in the world. Pay attention to these numbers here. She is 1,188 feet in length, gross tonnage of 236,857. And the ship accommodates at double occupancy 5,734 passengers. If you want to max out the ship, however however many they could hold, you can get as high as 6,988. Now, remember, we're talking about the wonder of the seas. And that's also going to be 2,300 crew, which means you can get 9,288 people on the wonder of the seas. An absolute pig, elephant of a cruise ship. This thing, the icon of the seas, Okay, let's go one by one here because I want you to remember these numbers. Is fifty six thousand? Um, I'm sorry, fifty six hundred ten people at double occupancy. Again, remember the um, the, the 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 wonder is fifty seven thirty four. But if you max out the ship, it's seventy six hundred on the icon whereas it's only sixty nine eighty eight on Wonder. So there's more room. So at double occupancy, the Wonder can hold more people. But at full capacity, the Icon can hold more. Uh, so that's going to put you, and if you just assume, so I don't know how much crew the Icon's going to have, but if you put the same amount of crew that it has on Wonder, On the icon, which is 2,300, that means this thing can sail with 9,900 passengers. I mean, that's a lot of passengers, as opposed to uh, 9,288 on the Wonder. Now, the Wonder, the gross tonnage is 236,857. The icon is 250,800 gross tons. Length, 1188 on Wonder. 1197 on icon so it's a big big ship this will be the biggest cruise ship in the world and it's not close well it's a little close but it's it's definitely significantly bigger than any oasis class ship that exists the goal is to have three of them by 2030 and you can book this cruise ship now And the initial sailings are in January of 2024. So, I mean, this is going to be, you know, what are you going to say? This is like, this is big news. This is the biggest thing to happen in cruising. I still don't think this is as big as like when the Oasis of the Seas was first announced. The Oasis of the Seas, I mean, think about it. What was the next biggest cruise ship at that point? It was probably in the Royal Caribbean Freedom Class, right? I'm guessing that probably was what it was. So the difference between the Freedom Class biggest ship and the Oasis of the Seas is out of control. It is a big, big, big difference. Oasis coming up on the scene in 20, 2009 was really historic. This is not quite as drastic of a of a step up. So we'll say that. Uh, But that's it. I just want to touch, before we get out of here, and yes, it's an hour and a half in, guys. We'll do the emails on Thursday. I got a cool interview on Thursday with somebody that uh, I think is going to be pretty interesting. And we'll do that on Thursday. And we'll do the emails after that on Thursday. So, we'll wrap it up with this story about Grand Cayman real quick. So, the number of cruise passengers that are expected to visit the Cayman Islands, which is basically Grand Cayman, in the future is predicted to drop significantly. Both Carnival and Royal Caribbean are still not letting uh, their megaships go there because they don't want to tender from their megaships. And I don't know if that's logistical. I don't know if that's just trying to provide people who sail on their megaships with a really good experience. I don't know what it is, but the, the megaships are not tendering there. And uh, they're increasing. Since since the ships are getting bigger, What's that? what that's doing is just having less smaller ships. So just by default, there's going to be less cruise ships that go to Grand Cayman. And they're predicting that will it will decrease by about 50%, 50% by 2024. Now there's this thing called the Florida Caribbean Cruise Association. They have a conference in the Dominican Republic and the Minister of Tourism for Grand Cayman, he said that the the larger cruise lines have confirmed that there will be a likely even more of a decrease in passengers that they will be bringing next year and the year after. And the quote is, due to our lack from the Minister of Tourism from Grand Cayman, he says, due to our lack of walk-on, walk-off facility, the larger ships are unwilling to tender, mostly because of the time it takes for ferry passengers to get on and off the ships. We've always said that. We've talked about that at length, right? But he stressed the fact that the PACT government, and I guess that's what the Grand Cayman jurisdiction is, they're not going to budge. They're not going to build a dock, and apparently that is the will of the people. I had no idea that the people of Grand Cayman were so against uh, building a port. Now, what they're going to do to try to combat this is to try to get more smaller ships, but also go a little bit more deeper into the ultra-lux market and the yacht market. And they're thinking their idea is, you know, we can maybe make just as much money with just uh uh you know they're going to go for the money not unlike the story we were talking about with Bermuda a couple of weeks ago so they're going to try to really go after just the money they're going to go after the smaller ships and they're going to they're going to promotion they're going to push it through their marketing now by 2024 royal caribbean will be bringing 100,000 fewer cruises than they did in 2019 and carnival is cutting the number of ships uh, from 327 to 171, 327 pre-pandemic to 127 next year. Uh, the Minister of Tourism is extremely optimistic about the increase in what they're calling the far more lucrative overnight market, which is already shaping up to be the best winter season on record. So they're losing a lot of cruise ship business, but they're trying to get the smaller yachts and uh, smaller ultralux cruise lines as well as really really tighten up on their marketing when it comes to land-based vacations and that's what's going on in grand cayman i just don't know why i'm sure there's a good reason i don't know the reason why they are so against uh the the tenders i mean i'm sorry about building a dock but That's pretty much it. Yes, definitely continue to email me, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We just ran long. Again, what did I say at the beginning of the show? 45 minutes, right? How'd that go? One hour, 33 minutes in. Now, I expected it because we had to talk about this cruise. That was so much fun. Anyway, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Hit me with an email. Uh, The Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook, which is our community. Join it. Did you hear me? Would you join it? Won't you join it? Always be booked, cruise and travel lounge on facebook if you want to get a show every night of the week it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash always be booked for eight dollars a month i don't even think i said that in the beginning right did i say it eight dollars a month you get a show every night of the week and uh, uh, the week the week not the weekends five days a week and then we get uh you know the instagram and the youtube always be booked i want to thank you guys so much for listening Send an email, send your comments, suggestions, corrections, everything. Tommy at alwaysprebook.com. Repeat myself, Tommy, just end the freaking show.
1: Boat drinks, Cones. There's a place where the boat is from, it takes away a little of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you got to get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one set of a nine-hundred tree And the drinks set cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves, Jimmy It's a perfectly good island somewhere We'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away a love of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up to where the boat leads from it takes away I look your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leads from, so get away to where the boat leads from It takes away. I look your big problems, you got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat so get away To where the boat leads from It takes away I look at big problems, you got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat from.